0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Reading from the Bhagavad Gita, Chapter 14, Three Modes of Material Nature, Text number 14 onwards. So, reincarnation is the process by which a soul receives a new material body on the basis of activities performed in the present body so every choice that we make as i mentioned earlier also we are sowing a seed for future happiness or distress for future body and our activities are or the choices are a result of the decisions we make And our decisions are ultimately based on the modes which we are being influenced by. Thus Krishna predicts the future destination of an individual based on the predominant mode in their life. In short, those situated in goodness go upward to the higher planets. Those in passion live on the earthly planets. And those in ignorance go down to the hellish planets in different species of life. So let us get into the verses, Uh, text number 14, I just uh, gave a brief summary of this uh, part of the chapter 14 through 18, (coughs) so text number 14. Yada Sattve Pralayam Yati Lokan Amalan So what happens when somebody who is in the mode of goodness spent a life like that? When he dies, where does he go? When one dies in the mode of goodness, he attains to the pure higher planets of the great sages. That means he goes to the celestial world, the planets of the demigods, where there is immense amount of enjoyment so many facilities to enjoy because you've earned it it's like uh, having your uh, three na- days and four nights stay sponsored because you've earned it you've worked hard somebody has done it for you, arranged for you so you enjoy but know that these stay is not permanent once the stock of our goodness our piety gets over we again come back to the material world only for another material birth birth old age disease death what happens to those who die in the mode of passion? When one dies in the mode of passion, somebody who spent a life full of unnecessary, unlimited hankerings and lamentations, desires, he takes birth among those engaged in trutive activities. On this planet Earth, And when one dies in the mode of good ignorance, he takes birth in the animal kingdom. So we have to be very careful which mode we are associating with and accordingly the next destination, the next body will be given to us. Whether we believe it or not, it is a fact. The law will not change. Some people just might laugh it off, but that is not going to change the universal laws, the karma factor. Text sixteen Karmanaha Sukritasyahu Satvikam Nirmalam Palam Rajasastu Phalam dukkham Agyanam Tamasah Phalam. The result of pious action is pure and is said to be in the mode of goodness. So what is the result if you engage in activities in the mode of goodness? It's pure. It's good. You get rewarded. But action done in the mode of passion results in misery unlimitedly, ultimately. And action performed in the mode of ignorance results in foolishness. It further spoils our intelligence. And the more we keep making choices in the mode of ignorance, the more our intelligence gets covered. Uh, So the function of the intelligence is to discriminate. But when the intelligence is covered, we can't decide things. And therefore that leads to foolishness more and more. When it comes to uh, another result of the three modes, in these verses Krishna is talking about the results of three modes, associating with three modes. Text 17. Satvat Sanjayate Rajaso Lobha Pramada Mahu Tamaso Bhavato Jnanam Evacha From the mode of goodness, real knowledge develops. From the mode of passion, greed develops. And from the mode of ignorance, develop foolishness, madness and illusion. Same thing which he has been talking about. So mode of goodness is better than passion and ignorance because here at least one has a greater degree of intelligence and he is able to discriminate between right and wrong. Because his intelligence is pretty clear uh, compared to the ones in the mode of passion or ignorance and what is the destination of uh, people in different modes like sometimes people say Na, those uh, I mean everybody ultimately it's all the one result that one achieves no matter what you do Krishna is clearly saying text 18 gacchanti sattvastha madhye rajasaha jaganya gona adho gacchanti those situated in the mode of goodness gradually go upward to the higher planets. Those in the mode of uh, passion live on the earthly planets and those in the abominable mode of ignorance go down to the hellish planets. So The destination depends on whatever choices we are making. So we are held accountable for everything that we speak and do. Fortunately, by God's grace, we are not held responsible for the thoughts but every word and every action we have to be accountable for it and we will be punished or rewarded by the laws of karma. Therefore we have to live a life of responsibility and not a whimsical life and whatever right and whatever wrong we do, it should not be decided by what the majority is saying, what the latest trend is, what the social media is saying what I feel or think is right. It has to be based on Shastra because ultimately judgments are passed based on the law books which are the Shastra scriptures. So we have to therefore regularly hear from scriptures to understand what is the right thing and what is the wrong thing. What is to be done, what is not to be done. Scriptures decide because they are the word of God. They are the law books. (coughs) And uh, when does one... uh, Rise up, or when does one achieve the uh, abode of Krishna? Because that is beyond the material world. Who is uh, uh, Krishna? Is living in the spiritual world, and three gunas are material. They are only prominent in the material world. So, in text 19 uh, onwards, Krishna is going to talk about the process to rise above these three modes and how it is important to rise above three modes even though mode of goodness is better but still it is not the ultimate it still keeps the living entity bound within the material world at max the soul might go to the heavenly planets but then again falls down as soon as the pious credits get over nanyam paramveti bhavam When one properly sees that in all activities no other performer is at work, then these modes of nature, and he knows the Supreme Lord who is transcendental to all these modes, he attains my spiritual nature. So, when somebody understands that he is being just made a puppet by these three gunas and they are just making everybody run around, and that person also knows the supreme lord who is nirguna who is beyond the three gunas, such a person easily achieves the supreme spiritual abode. He goes to Krishna he goes to the spiritual world because he has thoroughly understood the bondage of the three gunas and he also knows the supreme lord with the help of whom he can rise above them so that is the reason Krishna is sometimes addressed as nirguna. Nirgun doesn't mean he has no gunas but he's beyond these three gunas. he's not bound by these three gunas. Most of the living entities are. And how can a person understand that the three gunas are at work only when he's free from that? Only when he is an absorber because a person who is bound by the three gunas he doesn't even see an issue in his actions. He thinks and believes whatever he feels and thinks is right. So a person who can understand Krishna and who understands the nature of these three modes can reach the supreme abode supreme destination that is krishna's spiritual world gunanetanatityatrin dehi deh samudbhavan samudbhavan janma mrityu jara dukhe vimukta amritam ashnute text 20 when the embodied being is able to transcend these three modes associated with the material body he can become free from birth death old age and their distresses and can enjoy nectar even in this life so one has to rise above the three gunas not after we leave this world but even while we are living in this world if we want to live a happy life at the moment we are bound captive prisoners of the three modes and we are being influenced by them and depending on that we think speak and act in this world and therefore we need to be guided by a higher intelligence that is the intelligence coming from guru and krishna on the basis of scriptures because if everybody thinks that whatever they think and feel is right then there are 7.5 billion people and everybody is bound by three modes so everybody will keep acting according to their opinion their level of intelligence so who is right everyone is wrong because everybody is bound influenced by the three gunas and based on that they are making choices but then therefore they need to be guided no this is right this is wrong do this don't do this that's why the shelter of a guru is very very important otherwise we go on living our life whimsically according to our whims and fancies so but uh, our right and wrong will be based on whatever little intelligence we have based on our past karma therefore we need that guidance coming from a higher platform therefore guru is a must therefore in the second chapter itself the beginning of the Gita Krishna emphasizes this importance through Arjuna who is illusioned initially he was thinking he was right but then he realizes his confusion his distress is not going away only when he surrenders to Krishna and accepts him as his guru does his illusion begin to disappear so thus Krishna teaching us that valuable lesson that the first and foremost thing that a human being must do is to take shelter of a bona fide Representative of God, bona fide guru, not a pseudo-guru, but a bona fide guru. And we have already discussed in the second chapter who is a real guru. <coughs> so such a person who becomes free from three modes can become liberated and can enjoy nectar happiness even in this lifetime. So now after Krishna says, such a person becomes happy even in this world. So now Arjuna has a valid question. Text 21 Arjuna Uvacha Kehr Trin Gunan etan Atito Bhavati Prabho Kimacharha Katham Chaitams Trin Gunan Ativartate O my dear Lord, by which symptoms is one known who is transcendental to these three modes? What is his behavior and how does he transcend the modes of nature? three questions now Krishna says such a person who has become free from three gunas lives happily in this world and after this world when he leaves this world he goes to the supreme destination he comes to me spiritual abode he doesn't stay stuck in the material world so Arjuna wants to know what are the symptoms of ch- such a person so Krishna Arjuna being a devotee is very eager to associate with such elevated soul so that he wants to know the symptoms what is his behavior and how is he able to transcend? How to transcend these three modes? Yes, you said by rising up the three gunas, becoming free from the bondage of three gunas, one can become happy even while living in this world. So, how does that happen? So, Krishna replies text number 22 through 25, all chanted together. Sri Bhagavanu Vacha Prakashamcha Pravrittiamcha Mohamevacha Pandava Nadveshti Sampravrittani, Na कांशुति उदासीन व दासीनों गुणेरियों न विचालयेते गुणावर्तन्ते इति एवं योवतिष्ठन्ति नैनगते समा दुखा सुखा स्वस्था समा लोश्ताश्मक कांचना तुल्य प्रिया प्रियोधीरस तुल्य निंदात्म समस्तुति माना पमान योस तुल्यस तुल्यो मित्रारी पक्षयोऽह Sarvarambha parityagi Gunatita The Supreme Personality of God, it said, these are the symptoms of a person who has transcended the three Gunas. O son of Pandu, he who does not hate illumination, attachment and delusion, when they are present or long for them when they disappear, who is unwavering and undisturbed through all these reactions of the material qualities, remaining neutral and transcendental, knowing that the modes alone are active, who is situated in the self and regards alike happiness and distress, who looks upon a lump of earth, a stone, and a piece of gold with an equal eye, who is equal toward the desirable and the undesirable, who is steady, situated equally well in praise and blame, honor and dishonor, who treats alike both friend and enemy, and who has renounced all material activities, such a person is said to have transcended the modes of nature. These are the qualities. He is equiposed in all kinds of situations, name, fame, honor, dishonor, praise, criticism, profit, loss, happiness, distress. He is not affected by uh, achieving something special. He is not depressed when he loses something because he knows all these are different reactions of the three gunas. And uh, they he is not disturbed by others Uh, try to disturb him because he knows they are also bechara are controlled by three gunas they have no control over themselves and therefore whatever they think and do they feel is right so such a person uh, we should know has transcended the three modes and he is free from any material activities all his endeavors are only uh, meant for increasing his God consciousness that is his goal, whatever helps in that he accepts that, whatever doesn't, he rejects that And how to transcend then after explaining the symptoms? Text 26, one of the most important verses of the Gita One who engages in full devotional service, unfailing in all circumstances at once transcends the modes of material nature and thus comes to that level of brahman the platform of purity so i have explained three gunas can be understood at once nature conditioning um, to make it simple personality so in our life we see different people in our own family we can find people uh, with different personalities different types of nature why do they have different types of nature sometimes we think why How does this person behave like this? How can she do like that? Please understand because of the different gunas that are controlling them. And the bondage of these gunas is so strong that whatever the person does or thinks or speaks, he or she is fully convinced that they are right. So when we come across such people, we should not uh, try to retaliate or... Uh, try to change them. It is impossible because they are also bound. Sometimes we try to think when will this person change? how can we change them? No, it is impossible. There's only one way because they, they are bound by the three gunas and you're bound by different gunas, somebody else is bound by different gunas so therefore our response and reaction in different situations are different. So instead of trying to change them, you should know that it is impossible on their own to change as Krishna has already explained. There is only one way they can be changed if they engage in full devotional service, Krishna says here. So unless somebody engages in full devotional service of Krishna, it's impossible for him to change his nature or personality and that should also make us aware that it is impossible, it is useless to try and change others. They may just fake it You may just make them fake it for some time but the the innate nature doesn't change. There is only one way if they engage in the devotional service of Krishna. So therefore, instead of trying to change them, you should try to engage them in the Lord's, Lord's service. If that is not possible, we can pray from a distance to Krishna to shower His supreme grace upon these people and only when that grace falls upon them can they really change. Only by Krishna's grace, a person's nature, personality conditionings, modes can change. Otherwise, impossible. It is literally impossible because these three gunas are controlled by Durga Devi, Maya Shakti and Maya is subservient to Krishna. He can order Maya Devi to withdraw her gunas. Otherwise, impossible. So pray for them if you want some people to change and pray for our own selves also if you want to change. Otherwise, we will go on living the way we want so we therefore, we should voluntarily surrender ourselves to Guru and be guided by Him. Otherwise, if we keep living life the way we want, we'll end up in misery. Because our choices will depend on whatever little intelligence we have. And those choices will depend on the particular gunas that we are conditioned by. And these three gunas are binding and material. So we need the guidance of a Guru, guidance coming from scriptures and Krishna's grace. So such a person comes to the level of Brahman which is a spiritual platform and Krishna ends this chapter by saying And I am the basis of the impersonal Brahman Brahman refers to spiritual platform platform of purity free from material contamination brahman also refers to krishna brahman also refers to sometimes in this world brahman refers to the formless aspect of god and here krishna again clarifies people should not confuse with brahman even if they think of that brahman formless aspect blue light krishna says and i am the basis of the impersonal brahman which is immortal imperishable and central eternal and is the constitutional position of ultimate happiness so know that, that Brahman aspect which you all think of is not superior to me as many people think oh formlessness is the ultimate, ultimately and form is something that you imagine to come to formlessness and then you kick out the form and then you merge into formlessness no, Krishna says I am the basis of impersonal Brahman that impersonal Brahman also comes from me only in the Brahma Samhita Lord Brahma explains that this Brahma Jyoti or the blue light is nothing but effulgence emanating from Krishna's body and therefore it is also blue in color. So this is all about the three modes but this is just the beginning. The later chapters also in this section of the Gita are only talking about this because it is very very important and now Krishna will just give you more details about different aspects of life how they are affected by three gunas because unless we know What are the objects, places, things in the three gunas? How will we know which one to associate with? And then how can we decide our future birth, future destination, future happiness or distress? And how can we avoid getting conditioned by the wrong things? So we'll continue discussion on that. Thank you so much, Hare Krishna.